Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I am Monique Guzman, your host as the Passion Instigator. Our topic today is one woman's journey from corporate job going to nonprofit job. Um, we have our leading lady, Patty Samora. She is the uh, Director of Marketing and Communications at Open Doors Academy, which is a nonprofit after school program for inner city kids K through 12 in Northeast Ohio. Welcome, Patty. Thank you for having me. It was so good. I can't wait to get started. So I'm going to okay. throw you into the wolves here right away. So um, I know you have 25 years in communications, and it, what I have <laughs> is that you started in CNN, correct? You know, I did. Um, right at, out of college, um, I got an internship actually at CNN in Atlanta, and then that turned into a full-time position. Um, I was in my early 20s, and I'm talking about, gosh, this was like mid-90s. And oh, wow. so, yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. So I worked there um, for a few years. Um, I always uh, was fascinated with the news. And um, at the time, there was no other place that I wanted to be but CNN. Um, so mm-hmm. I was really, really fortunate to be able to work there when I did. Um, but that's that's kind of how I started my career in uh, in communications. Right. What was your role there? Gosh, when I started, um, everyone started like at the bottom, right? And you mm-hmm. worked way up. And I started as a video journalist. I also worked in the feeds department. So mm-hmm. um, I was in charge of the video that would be coming into the center from different affiliates and sometimes internationally as well. So we would get raw video that we would then turn around and um, would be on the news. Right. And and then, so did you find any struggles or in your early, tw- I think it was early 20s, what mm-hmm. kind of struggles were did you have back then? As a right, young right. woman trying to, you know, in the professional <laughs> world with, you know, the do- yeah. you know, the, the 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 big guys, the big boys, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's really interesting. Um, I think a lot of people may be aware of of you know this movie called Bombshell that came out. I think maybe a couple of years now. It was it was it came at the height of the Me Too movement, right. which um, I could relate to, unfortunately, very well because I did experience some of that when I was working there. And at the time, you know, it was just part of it. It just seemed like it was part of the the deal. You know, it was just something that you had to deal with. Um, yeah, and just. It, it, it's kind of unfortunate, you know, not kind yeah. of it was, that you had to deal with it. Um, right. So when that movie came out, I was just like, oh, my gosh, it was just like reliving some of the things 
that I had right. to go through, which is unfortunate. Um, right. And I was just, I'm just so happy now that there is a light on that and right. that it's not tolerated or should it be tolerated and there's more um, awareness of it because right. certainly when I was um, starting off um, as a young professional, we didn't have that kind of support. At least I didn't. Right. And I didn't. I, right. I feel like my my fellow peers didn't as well. Right. And, and, um, after CNN, you did mm-hmm. you go straight to Qualcomm? I believe it was, or or did so, you come back to? Um, did you leave Atlanta? Come back to San Diego? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a native San Diegan, and I I moved back home to San Diego. I missed it, and you know I was really I have to say that I was I was missing San Diego, but also news wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to switch careers, and I went into public relations, which um, I've been ever since, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. The being part of the media side of it definitely helped. I could understand what the media, um, you know, is always looking for. So as a PR professional, I knew what kinds of stories that they they were interested in. So that that helped me out a lot with my career. Um, but yeah, I came back to San Diego and one of my um, first big um, jobs was working at Qualcomm, a telecom giant in San Diego. Yeah. And, um, you know, that uh, very challenging, I must say, you know, uh, being a corporate, corporate, a corporate company entity like that in San Diego, um, it was very demanding. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, and it, it took a lot out of me as far as, you know, balancing, um, you know, life balance with work. Um, it has, it, it had its ups and downs. Um, right. And then afterwards I, I ended up, well, let's see, I ended up taking some time off when I um, had my son, like so uh-huh. many working mothers do. Um, and I, I went back into the workforce when I felt like, you know, I could. And right. um, I started working at Life Technologies, which is no longer in existence. It's now Thermo Fisher Scientific out of Boston. But at the time, I was working also for another corporation in um, life sciences. And, and were you um, doing also PR there, or was it something different, yep. or was it communication? Yep. No, I was also doing PR. It was corporate in-house PR. Um, and, um, yeah, so, again, just staying within, you know, the communications realm. And um, it, it was a great time in that I really loved what the company was doing trying to help people. Right. I think that was my first taste of really connecting the work that I did to a bigger cause. And I had a little bit of that in some of the PR I got to do and the stories I got to tell. Um, The company was very heavy in DNA technology, and I got to see firsthand some of the things that um, the company was able to achieve in helping people. And so that really sparked my interest in if you will, in in in, in humanity and in, in the bigger and right. the, the better. Mm-hmm. So then, how did you? Was there something in between the your job working in in the corporate arena 
and then going into uh, nonprofit. Was there? Mm-hmm. Did you? Mm-hmm. Were, what was? The, what happened to you in between? Or was there a releva- relevation of some sort of, you know, light bulb or hiccup mm-hmm. in your? Well, you know, it's funny. I got I got into nonprofit by accident. So after working at Life Technologies, I took some time off. Um, I remarried and became a stay-at-home mom. Right. And quickly realized that I missed working. I, I missed being with people. I'm a people person. I mean, that's why I just love communications. I love networking and, and being with a team. And I wanted to get back into working. But I found in those few years that I took off, and I think it was, gosh, maybe two or three years, going mm-hmm. back into the job force was really, really challenging for me. And I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why. And I hate to say it, but I do believe some of it was my age. I mean, by this time, Uh, um, you know, I did uh, feel like there was a little bit of ageism. I really did because uh, I definitely had the experience. Definitely had that right, under my belt. Right. Um, maybe um, maybe it's like your your resume was so fancy and so big, and then you were not some college student out of college with, you know. And yep. So when you have so much reputation and so much years, you, you, you the the company see you as dollar amount as opposed to what can she provide mm-hmm. and 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 put to bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, that's basically <laughs> it. I, I found that, you know, I, I, I was qualified enough, so what, right. was, what was the deal? I think also the challenge was my, um, the type of business I was in, okay? So communication has okay. changed a lot, and it continues to change. I mean, in just those few years, I mean, social media just took off, right? I mean, right. At, in the beginning, it was, you know, it was LinkedIn, it was Facebook, and then you got Instagram and Twitter, and you've got you know Snapchat, and you've got all these these don't forget different. <laughs> oh yeah, TikTok. You know, it's just you know one thing after another, and um, I didn't. You know, that was something that that came out later. You know, I when I got into this type of business, there that that wasn't it. I mean, we were still sending like snail mail you know, press releases in the mail, you know, (laughs) email, you picked up the phone, you talked to a reporter, you know, that was kind of how I was brought up. The the old school way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it served me well and I did really well that way. And so I think there was a little bit of that. Um, And so then I got, so, so, you know, here I am looking for a job. It was really challenging. I would say it was a good year and a half before I I got something. And the job that I really say came to me, found me, was working at the Salvation Army's Adult Rehab Center in San Diego. Um, And how is it that it found you? Well, so I didn't realize that until later. So when I first... Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I, you know, looking back, I really feel like it found me. I didn't find it. It found me. Um. You know, it was the only job I got. It was the only thing that came to me, and I was like, well, I better take it, you know. Always thinking in the back of my head, you know, in the back of my mind, that I'd stay there until I found something better. Better. Right. right. Better. Like, you, you know, were, you I... Were above, you're above this. this. This is like... Honest, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I did. 
honestly, I did. I'm, you know, I can say that that I went in it just like, okay, it's just something temporary until I get something else. Because I was used to making, you know, a certain amount of money. I mean, at the okay. time when I was working at Life Technologies, I was making six figures. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, a nonprofit, you know, you're not going in for the big bucks. Let's face it, no. right? Yeah. And so I looked at it that way. It was just a stepping stone until something better came along. And then one day I had an experience at the rehab center. Where I was just having a horrible day, horrible day. And I was ready to just call it quits. I was like, I'm better than this. I shouldn't be, deserve this. You know, I didn't go to college for this, you know, just boohoo, you know, for me. Right. And remember walking through our warehouse where um, the men and women who were in the program would work. It was a work therapy program. Okay. And we're talking about men and women who are fighting addiction and basically have nothing. Um, and I remember this, this young man stopping me and asking me if I was actually a counselor. And I was like, no, I'm not a, I'm not a counselor here. What would make you think that? And he's like, well, you know, you're, you're really nice. You say hi to us. You know, you don't dismiss us. And you just seem like you care. And I was like, huh, okay, all right, thanks. <laughs> I kept walking, and then it just <laughs> dawned on me. It just it dawned on me. I was like, you know what? That was really cool. That was really nice. Right. And I went back to him, and I said, you know, I was having a really horrible day, and you just made my day. And I just started crying. Like, it just wow. – it, and this it was, guy who I'm – I'm supposed to be helping, right? That's why I'm there. Right, I'm you're supposed, supposed to be, to be helping, helping him. He helped me. And he's yeah. like, can I give you a hug? And I said, yeah, I want a hug. <laughs> and <laughs> it was just, it was like, that was my aha moment, if you will. I was just like, wow. Like, I needed what? that. I needed that perspective. I needed that slap in the face. Like, how can I, I was like, I'm not looking for anything better. How can you look for anything better than helping somebody? Right. Yeah. What what better is there than that? Right. So this quality. That, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. And so after that happened, I just looked at it differently, and I was like all in, and I just went in there wanting just to help, just to help in any way I could, in my own small way, and just bringing attention to what the center was all about, and. Yeah. So that's and, kind and of how found, I, I changed my mindset. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and that switch is yeah. it's kind of like a a realization of what, what you truly wanted and what was mm-hmm. fulfilling and giving you happiness because they, yeah. you know, sometimes sometimes it's it's can be right in your face and we don't see it. And yeah. um I I want to share with the audience that with your time during Salvation Army, you went a hundred percent after that switch, and yeah. during the summer of last year, um, you got something right. You share with with everyone what what happened. Oh, last summer I was yeah. Well, yeah, just this past summer, um, not expecting it because I I I'll just fast forward really quickly. I yeah. I left the, the Salvation Army Center. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had to, I I moved to Cleveland, Ohio, so I've been here. I, and I really did not want to leave. I you know I really did not want to leave. I wanted to stay. 
Um, but for other reasons, I, I, I moved out of um, state and I'm here in Ohio now, but not not aware that this was in the works. I received this really, really nice award um, from the Western Territory Commander and the National um, Head of the Salvation Army for my my work there at the center, basically. And um, I was just so honored and proud and really touched um, that in that small amount of time I was able to do some good. And that meant everything to me. I mean, it took me, it's taken me about 25 years for me to feel like I finally found my niche. Like I finally found my purpose. Um, Because when I was younger, it was all about, you know, you know, ma- you know, going up the corporate ladder, making the money, you know, all the accolades, you know, but from a very superficial, you know, uh, way. Um, right, right. And, and, you know, and I'm not, you know, for some people that's, you know, that they, they love that. They, that's their career goal that they, they want to stay in corporate and they, you know, want to be vice president, president one day, CEO, and that's great. Me, it just, I realized it wasn't for me, and I really have enjoyed what I've done. And so now I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, working for an organization, again, nonprofit. Um, It's called Open Doors Academy, and it's an after-school program for um, K-12 through young kids um, that need a place to go after school. And that may otherwise fall through the cracks, right? And so for 30 years, we've been in Northeast Ohio helping kids. And, you know, whether it's homework, mentoring, um, summer school programs, we're just an extension. It's like we're an extension of their family and really hoping that they'll continue with their schooling and learning. And um, so I'm still doing what I love, helping people. Um and it's just really rewarding, and I'm I'm really happy with what I'm doing. Right. Well, you're you're lucky that that you found your your calling, so to speak, um, and mm-hmm. having that clarity, at, especially now this time, it's very hard with social media um, mm-hmm. painting pictures of what is our best life, right? And right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. but you you know you found it and. You know, ole to you, bravo, and um, so that's that's awesome. I I do want to um, take a quick moment and recognize mm-hmm. uh, one of our sponsors. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be San Diego's largest private nonprofit university, founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable, higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. So thank you for your support, National University, and our partners. So we're Monique, now back to your show. (laughs) Yes, thanks. We are back with Patty Zamora and um, her story I wanted to ask you, Patty, um, mm-hmm. in, during your during your work, uh, whether it's corporate or not, or the nonprofit that you're doing now, have you always had or a combination of having women supervisors 
Um, where mm. have you, what, what mm-hmm. kind of experience have you had with, um, with, with other women above you leading and then how it, it how it, it made you uh, also as mm-hmm. a leader and your effects yeah. there? Yeah, no, great question. I actually was thinking about this because throughout my, you know, 20 some years um, in the workforce, I've probably only had, I'm thinking, two male bosses, supervisors, and the rest have been women. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's just the field that I'm in, honestly. I think it's just predominantly, you know, women. I, at least that's been my experience. I think it's changing, but for the most part, I, I think there's a lot of women in communications, um, PR, if you will. And um, so, you know, it's mixed. I was thinking about this and it's like, you know, there, there have been women who've been my supervisor who unfortunately I felt were very pressured in, um, in let's say acting like a guy, acting like a man, like they had to, you know, to, to be like a man and didn't support women. Um, which I think is really sad. I think it's really sad. I had a lot of that, unfortunately. But among it all, I did have um, a few women who I still remain very close to and have become friends who were very gracious, warm, welcoming, also working mothers, um, mentors um, that were tough but fair, Mm-hmm. And didn't, you know, were there to support you. So I did have both. And okay. um, and I'm so fortunate that I'm working for this, for my, CE, my CEO now, Dorothy, um, uh, Dr. Dorothy Malthrop. She's amazing. She's she lovely woman, um, comes from a, a teaching background. She She loves our kids and really is constantly appreciative of the work that you bring and that you do. And I see that with all of our employees. And, um, and I don't know if, you know, if it's, it's, maybe it's because it's nonprofit. I don't know, but, you know, we're there for, not for ourselves, but for a bigger cause. And that's what I love. That's what I love. Right. Right. I think that, that the more, women leaders that uh, with time we get used to it. We don't have to perform. We perform our best to ourselves. And I think we just, it's just a matter of time. Um, And I wanted to ask you uh, Mm -hmm. from, from going on to that subject and to uh, young women coming into the Mm -hmm. workforce, what advice would you give Mm -hmm. to young women Mm -hmm. coming into the workforce, whether corporate or, or um, mm-hmm. nonprofit, um, yeah. yeah. What would you What would you give for advice? I do what you're passionate about. You know, it, it, you're going to do so well if you find something that you truly believe in. I would. That's what where I think the focus should be. You know. Um, and, and you're going to do, you're going to do great. You're going to succeed. I mean, if somebody had, I wish somebody had told me that when I was younger, you know, it's like find something that you're very passionate about and go in it, you know, and, and you're going to see the rewards. 
So that's what I would personally say somebody that's coming out of college and maybe a little lost and, you know, and it's okay. I mean, it took yeah. me a long time before I could figure out exactly what that was. You know, it took I, you, what, 20, 22 years? Right, right. <laughs> and so, you know, I think we put so much pressure on kids that, you know, you have to know what you're going to, you're going to do in life. And I mean, right. think about it. I mean, they're 18, 19, they're in their twenties. How could they possibly know? And, and, Times change, circumstances change, life changes. You know, we grow. So to stay in, I mean, it's all revolving. It's all evolving. And so I think we really need to take some pressure off ourselves and the young kids coming out of school, you know. um, But anyway, that's what I I, I tell my son. My son's first year uh, freshman in college and he wanted to go into music and i and i was like go for it you're passionate about it you love it you're going to do great at it right. and so that's that's my recommendation so patty what is then mm-hmm. i'm going to throw mm-hmm. it back at you what is yeah. your passion and what's important to you now that you found your niche as you say mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what would you what's important to you and what what makes you get up in the morning and do what you do Mm-hmm. Causes, things that you believe in, you know, helping humanity, doing good. I mean, whether that's just like saying hi to, you know, to, to somebody on the street, you know, and smiling at them, um, just, you know, just being nice. <laughs> I think in the past few years, <laughs> we've lost that. You know, we've lost yeah. that. And um, it really saddens me. And so I'm, I, I'm all for the underdog, you know, that's kind of my thing. And I, I want to be able to, to help people at the end of the day. And if I can do that by shining the light of, of the work that um, my colleagues are doing, because they're really the ones doing it. I mean, they're out there with the kids. They're helping them. They're teaching them. They're mentoring. But if I can shine a light on the work that they do, then I feel like I've done something good in my own way. And... Um, that's what gets me going because, I mean, it's true what they say. Kids, this new generation, they're going to be taking care of us. They're our future. So let's help them if we can. Right, right, right. Um, what, what is, I, I, I'm going to throw, I'm going to surprise you here with a question. What is okay. your, would you say, <laughs> what would you Gosh. say is your, <laughs> what would you say is your um, superpower? My superpower, <laughs> oi! Um, you know, I feel like I can, I can just about mingle, if you will, or or just pick up a conversation with just anybody, just about anybody. You know, I don't care if it is a CEO or you know, you know, somebody who you know, blue collar work or you know, anybody, anybody. I feel like we can all learn from each other, from our experiences. And so I think being able to like, I'm a chameleon, I guess you could say. I can just about fit in anywhere, I think. Well, I, I think you can. I, I mean, I know you, so I think you can. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I want to uh, thank you uh, so much for being part of our show um, and uh, for being our leading lady today. 
and sharing your story. Do I get a plaque? Do I get a plaque that says I'm a leading lady today? I'll send you a virtual plaque. Okay. That's the new way of doing things. There you go. Well, thank you so much. I just loved being on your show. It went by fast. Yes, it does. And I want a special thanks to our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally. We will be back again for another Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening. And remember, live every day passionately because life is too short. Have a wonderful weekend. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.